pack your like race day kit in your carry-on. Like if you're checking luggage, do not put your race day stuff in your checked luggage. Like keep it with you. That stuff is sacred. Like everything that you're going to need on race day should like stay on your physical body. (laughs) Like you should never lose like one hand contact at all times. What is up, Strides for Strength fam? I am Michaela. And I'm Erin. And we're RCA certified run coaches and the founders of Strides for Strength Run Coaching. We are here to help you build belief in yourself as an athlete on the run and beyond. The Strides for Strength podcast is running meets everyday life. We focus on mindset, physical strength, and all of life's in-between moments of self-doubt and fear, both on and off the run. Our mission is to make running simple and fun while we pull back the curtains around all things running with athlete interviews, guest experts, combined with our many years of running experience, going from non-runners to now more multiple time marathoners to help you become the athlete you were always meant to be. What's up strides for strength fam. (laughs) Will we ever not laugh when you say that? I don't know. I feel like I want to do it different every time too. Like there's never going to be. It's like the crescendo, like sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. So I don't, I don't know. You, you, <laughs> you did great. What's up, Strength for Strength fans? <laughs> I kind of feel like a Peloton instructor, honestly, because I was like big into Peloton whenever I, like the pandemic first hit and it was like, what's up, Peloton? <laughs> oh I was being an instructor and now my dreams are coming true, except for I'm not rich. LOL. I can't ever see you being a Peloton instructor, but yeah, sure. Wow. You're probably not wrong. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're not going to shit on Coach Aaron this whole podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> reply, uh, reply tweet if you think Aaron would be. What, what Peloton instructor does Coach Aaron most remind you of? Oh, yeah. Um, that's a solid one. I don't even do Peloton. I, I only do the stretching on Peloton. I literally pay $20 a month for somebody to teach me how to stretch. I mean... You know, know yourself and your worth, and <laughs> get out what you're bad at and what you need help with. So, uh, I, I always have to like filter. Like sometimes, like I'll start a stretch and it'll be like in German. And I'm like, what's happening right now? <laughs> I um, I was like trying to get better at my Spanish at some point in time, and I would do the um Spanish yoga classes. Mm, that's smart, um, and that was kind of fun because like you kind of have a base idea like what they're saying when you can kind of like imply and then you like learn the word so I don't know good way to like learn a different language I guess anyways huh. no we're not here to learn about second languages but we are going to chat all things Chicago Marathon which is very cool hell yeah um I'm sure we tell you guys all the time but um that's where coach Michaela and I met so it always will hold a oh, special little hearts um yeah, and we just released our Chicago freebie. So if you guys have not um, gotten your Chicago freebie yet, we're definitely going to put that link in the show notes for you guys to get some info on there as well, because it's just handwritten info instead of you having to like listen to the podcast and remember everything that we're saying. So it is all right there in front of you. You'll have it on your phone. You can save it to your desktop, whatever you want to do. So to your desktop honestly and there's like even like a little section there for the spectators like just take a screenshot of it and send it to the people who are coming to watch you like honestly I love the spectators I love people that come to support me but I hate holding their hand on race weekends it's like I'm in trying to get in the zone and like do my thing so like go figure out your thing so we made a whole section just for like spectators need to know like how to talk to them and how to communicate with them runners right runners left and like how they can track you, all of the things. So anyways, yes, the guide is literally gold. 
and Coach Becky even chimed in a little bit and gave some solid pizza carb loading spots, which I'm yeah. really excited to go try some of the places that she recommended when we go there. So very we're going to eat our way around Chicago, which if you didn't know, Coach Aaron and I will be at the Chicago Marathon the whole weekend. So Coach Aaron and I are running the 5K on Saturday morning. And then right after, we're going to be hosting a group shakeout run. So if you're in the area and looking for some new running friends, please slide into our DMs on Instagram and let us know um, so that we can give you the location dates, the time dates. And then Sunday, like you'll find us everywhere on the course. And if you saw pictures and videos from the athlete retreat, we know how to cheer. <laughs> you'll probably hear us before you see us. So just... um keep that in mind. <laughs> so true. Honestly, it's a good thing we didn't schedule a podcast recording for that Monday after. Remember how we were like just chatting about opening up Monday and it's like, we probably aren't going to have voices. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. And we, we, we plan to do a post Chicago rundown on the podcast, but yeah. we may have to, we have to, we may have to like do some voice exercises or something to like get it back together. Like we're going to be a mess. <laughs> Like some like tea time the night after. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. We'll figure it out. So if you hear us, the breathy voices, it just means we cheered extra hard, which like we don't do anything small. Okay. No, we're both fire signs. We, uh, we only not do things big. Uh, all right. Chicago. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. Where do we want to start? We want to start like travel. I don't know. Yeah. Like, okay. So how many times have you ran Chicago? Um, I've ran Chicago once. You've okay. done it four times, correct? I've ran Chicago four times, so it's like kind of my baby. It's my oh, first marathon. Honestly, a professional. Yeah, only one more year till I'm technically like uh, I don't have to enter the lottery anymore because I've ran it so many times. That's how you oh, shoot. it in life. That's pretty cool. Yeah, if you run it five times, you don't have to like deal with the bullshit of <laughs> like wow. the lottery and stuff. It's guaranteed entry, so I'm getting That's there. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really interesting. Good to know. Yeah. I just have yeah, yeah. one more time to catch up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all things Chicago 2023. Um, yeah, I guess traveling to the race. Um, hopefully, as time is recording, you already have your plane tickets because, like, yeah. <laughs> this episode's going to be released on Wednesday and the race is on Sunday. So, like, you, you've already, like, kind of probably figured out the whole travel situation. But luckily, when I ran Chicago, Three of the four times I lived in Iowa. So I was able to just drive, which was nice. Oh, that's really nice. I feel like it's a lot easier to drive for marathons because you can bring so much more stuff and not have to worry about like, you know, getting something taken. Yeah, but the car ride home was stanky. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Jeez, I'm sure. Yeah. So we've done a bunch of podcasts on like the carb loading situation and like how to carb load on flight. So uh, I feel like we've sort of, dug a little bit deeper into that but we can kind of touch on it a little bit and just like making sure that you could you pack snacks like um I actually had an athlete of ours reach out to me and was like can I bring my gel as a carry-on because she was like is it a liquid or is it a solid and I was like well it's a gel so who knows but fun fact you can actually bring it in your checked bag or your um I'm sorry your carry-on bag so I don't know fun fact that maybe I would love that. She was at, we were actually on her pre-race strategy call. If we're talking about the same athlete and I was like, wait a minute, I don't actually know the answer to this question because I don't know that I've ever tried to carry on gel. So I was like, go ask Coach Aaron. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. She's slid into my DMs. Oh, uh, no. So you can bring gels. Yeah. Yes, pack lots of snacks. Like you never know. Like you could get stuck on the tarmac for three hours. Your flight could get delayed. Your flight could get canceled. Like the last thing you want to do is be hungry and dehydrated race weekend. So like pack more snacks than you think you need. And I think Aaron made this mistake in New York City if I'm I not did. wrong. Thanks for bringing it up. I'm not going to be a Peloton instructor and I don't know how to carb load. <laughs> <a flight. So laughs> um, no, I I did very much not make that mistake. I um, just went into New York thinking that it was going to be all roses and daisies. And I was like, oh, it's a short flight. Like I'll bring like one snack and then I'll just like carb load when I get there. And then the universe had other plans and decided to make it really foggy. And then we had like a huge, like we circled in the air and then we landed and then it was and just I, chaos. I it to New York and I have no garbs. So it was, yeah, great. I don't know. I guess like, yeah, for sure. Like approach, approach your flight to wherever your race is the same way that you would approach your race day nutrition. Like don't rely on anybody else to provide it for you because like that shit ain't guaranteed. Yeah. And prepare for worst case scenario, like prepare to totally get canceled, be stuck at the airport for a day, uh, like have all the snacks <laughs> supplied. Yeah. So literally, um, and if like snacks. you're listening to this when it first comes out and like your last minute packing for the Chicago marathon, pack your like race day kit in your carry on. Like if you're checking luggage, do not put your race day stuff in your checked luggage. Like yeah keep it with you. That stuff is sacred. Like everything that you're going to need on race day should like stay on your physical body. <laughs> like you should never lose like one hand contact at all time. <laughs> yeah. We were, when we were traveling to Berlin, I put everything like my entire carry on was my race day stuff. It was like shoes, literally everything I need for race day. I had nothing else. Um, and my husband was like, what are you going to do if like they lose the checked bag? And I was like, I will literally walk around Berlin naked, but I will know that I have my race day stuff and I will be fine. <laughs> Facts, like priorities. Like, what are you there for? You're there for race weekend. So like prioritize everything race related. Exactly. Um, which like yeah. we also in the Chicago guide, we're probably going to refer to this so much, but we have like a like the ultimate packing list, like everything and anything you could ever think of. And then some, um, which like, even if you're not running Chicago, like you're running a different fall race, like definitely still snag it because like that packing list in itself is gold. It is. It really is. We cover everything on there. <laughs> like, yeah. Like down to like your passport and your driver's license to get it to the expo. So we Thanks. leave nothing unmarked. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there anything that you've maybe forgotten on a race weekend that you wish you were like kind of kicked yourself once you got to race weekend. I'm trying to think, I don't think there's anything for me. No, I don't think so. I'm usually, I've forgotten other things outside of race day, but I make sure I check 17 times through in my brain that I have everything for race day, but yeah, I've definitely forgotten things like leading up to, or like post-race for like life things. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Like if you're traveling for a race, like start packing like two weeks beforehand, just that way you can go through like that mental checklist and physical checklist, like write down everything that you're going to need. And then like be able to like slowly pack it and like, check again and check again and check yes. again. Um, and just like give yourself that time and like eliminate stressors wherever you can leading up to race day. Cause it's like race day in itself is stressful enough. So like, what can you do to like zen out? Yeah. 
what's your preferred time to like get there pre-race? Like I know some people like to get there like a few days in advance. Some people are more like, oh, I'll just land, go to the expo and the race is the next day. I'll be good. Like what's oh, your God? Time? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I would like definitely for Chicago specifically, like get there Friday morning, mid morning. Like I like to do all my expo stuff on Friday. And then that way I have Saturday to like zen out, chill, get in the zone and then like race day Sunday. So I would say like, I like to fly in two days before the race, get the expo done and then have like the day before the race just for like myself, which I've made this mistake in Chicago before. We'll unpack that in a minute of like not giving myself that time. Um, yeah, I think that's my preferred. I don't know how people just like fly in, oh. go to expo and like they're in like Chicago for 24 hours. And I'm like, are you insane? So, and then they're like, yeah, I'm going to run a marathon. I think my ideal, like if it was a Sunday race would be to fly in Thursday night and mm-hmm. then have Friday for like the expo that morning, have Friday night to chill all day Saturday to chill, but mm-hmm. also like you know, hotels are expensive, especially with like world marathon majors. So I think Friday morning isn't terrible, but my idea in a perfect world, I would get it for a Sunday race. Yeah. Well, and like for Chicago. So the nice thing about Chicago is like, it does start relatively early versus like, I think about the New York city marathon, how like waves are starting literally all day long. So like, you're going to be like, everybody's going to be done running by mid afternoon. And so you can get like a flight out of Chicago late Sunday night, maybe not the most ideal thing, but like, if you're balling on a budget and trying to save some pennies, like you can definitely fly out Sunday night um, versus like New York. We're going to fly out because Aaron and I are spectating New York too. Like we'll fly out Monday morning, which will be nice because yeah. we have all day Sunday for race day. Every single person. Yeah. We, um, we, when the one time I ran Chicago, we flew out um, Sunday night, right after the race to come back home. Cause I had to work Monday, which was honestly terrible. the entire weekend was terrible. Like not the entire weekend, but like, post-race to when we got home and when I went to work was absolutely terrible just the timing of it but um yeah it was terrible I had my clothes were so sweaty because it was the really really hot Chicago put it in like this bag and it was just like your car like I unzipped my suitcase when I got home and it was just like this like green wave tank Uh (laughs) I was like Uh shoot that's disgusting um I will say though Chicago at least at hotels that I've stayed at have been really good about like letting athletes people who are running the race like do a bag check and like keep your bag and like even if you like do a bird bath in the bathroom um or like make friends with somebody who maybe has their hotel room for sunday night or i even ran into in chicago where like they let us do like a super late checkout so we checked out at like 4 or 5 p.m and like didn't have to pay for a full another night but we had enough time to go back and shower and wow. usually when you're running like big races like that like the hotels know what's up like right like, like they know what's going on in the city. So they're usually pretty accommodating. So I would just recommend like asking, like calling your hotel and like asking them like, Hey, what are my race day options? Um, if you are somebody who will be traveling Sunday night after the race. Yeah. That's a really good point. We did the late checkout as well and it was super helpful just being able to rinse off. So yeah, it's a really good point. Um, okay. Chicago expo. What, um, oh, what baby things do you have for that uh, well it, it feels like it's in no man's land like it feels so yeah. far out of the way um so that's why I like to go to the expo on Friday instead of Saturday because like it does take a pretty good chunk of time I've personally never even when we drove to Chicago 
I never drive my car in the city. Like we would go park our car in a parking garage and then like figure out alternate transport to the expo itself. I think there is parking there, but like it's super limited and it's kind of hard to like come by. So I would just like not do that. Um, Options of getting to the expo. There is like bus shuttles that run from a couple of like the major hotels in the city. Like they're just like school buses, charter buses. It will take you to the expo. So like, again, check in with your hotel front desk and like ask them like what is in their bus shuttles, like where's the closest bus shuttle and the website. The Chicago Marathon website is really, really helpful. Um, I've also last year I did like a Lime bike, Lime scooter or the year that we ran it together, 2021. Um, uh, me and my friend took like a line bike to the expo, which was like super fun to like ride along the river, but like, just be careful. Yes. Oh my God. My ear screaming in my brain. Um, yeah. Or, you know, obviously there's always like the options of like Ubers, Lyft. Chicago does have like a train system, but honestly, I've never really tried to like finesse it. I don't even know if it gets you to the expo. Yeah. Um, so I don't have much knowledge there, but I would say the two biggest like best options are like ride share scooters or bikes being careful. Yeah. Or the hotel provided shuttles. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are all good points. I think I did. I think I just did an Uber whenever we were up there mm-hmm. uh, just for like ease, you know, like I didn't have to walk. Right. I was trying to minimize my walking. So mm-hmm. I ended up just doing a, doing an Uber, but I would recommend trying like if you're in town already, trying to get there like as soon as the expo starts because the lines for world marathon majors get long for the expo and it's just so busy and it's so packed um so i would try and if you're able to get there as early as you can uh, wear comfortable shoes like wear a pair of running shoes just to like make sure you're going to be walking through the expo a lot um I feel like I can tell people till I'm blue in the face to not like walk around the expo and like shop and like look at stuff, but I'm very guilty of doing it too. So just like wear comfortable shoes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a good time though. I really do enjoy a good world marathon major expo. There's just so much to do, see experience, which like can also be a little bit overwhelming. if like, you're not like preparing yourself for that. So yeah, just give yourself plenty of time, go early don't wait till the day before race day if you can help it to go. Um, and like the way that I approach expo is like I always go get like my bib and stuff first. And then like I go and like meander around um, just because like I'm there on a mission and um, got to get stuff done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I um, I did make the mistake last year of thinking that the Chicago Marathon jackets were going to be at the expo and it was funny because like when we met each other um I feel like that's like how we bonded because we were both like on a mission to find these jackets jackets. yeah um and so I went to the expo and I looked around the entire expo and could not find them anywhere and then come to find out I went to the Nike store which I think you ended up doing as well Mm -hmm. and that's where they were so just a fun fact if you are trying to get your Chicago marathon jackets it is not at the expo it is at the Nike store um you can also order them online before um, we all know, I feel like that I'm very superstitious and I'm not going to do that because I'm also not going to wear it before the race to each their own. I judge zero people if you want to order it before the race, but you're not going to catch me in it. So a couple of options. Oh, well, you know, I also, cause we were making that like guide and a freebie. And I was like, I do remember last year or 2021 going to purchase it at the Nike store, but 
the first three years that I ran, I don't think it was like that. So I don't know if it was like a COVID thing that made that transition. I wonder if it's going to be like that again this year. I'm not really sure. Oh, weird. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it was a new thing because I feel like I remember them like making it a point to like tell people like, hey, it's here. <laughs> like, right. Up and yeah. I didn't read instructions. So yeah. So yeah, the first three years, like I have four. I have four jackets from the Chicago Marathon. I will die by those things. I get jets always, a hundred percent. They're just so cute and they're so fun. Like it's such like a memorabilia. I have like my first year ever. Like the thumb holes on it are starting to like become pretty gnarly, and I'm like, I don't care. I will wear this thing until it falls apart. <laughs> it's so hard to be there spectating and not buy a jacket, but I obviously can't buy a jacket because I'm not running. But yeah. dang, it's gonna be so hard. I feel like you should make a spectator jacket. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really say runner on it. I'm not. I also can't justify spending $100 on a jacket for a race I didn't run, so. Yeah, yeah, big facts, because they're Uh, not cheap. Yeah, no, but they're so worth it. So anyways, the Nike store, Magnificent Mile, it's like, what, three stories? It's a pretty dope store, so like, go check it out. Um, But yeah, it's chaos. So especially if, like, if you want a jacket, like, go on Friday, get your jacket, like, get your apparel, your swag, whatever. I, myself, I am not superstitious on race day. So, like, I'll wear my jacket before race day. Aaron about fell over in New I York. I did. We learned a lot about each other in New York. <laughs> oh, my I, gosh. I, um, I was like, she's like, are you not going to wear your jacket? Because we just bought them. I was like, are you, have you lost your mind? Like, I'm literally going to roll an ankle and not be able to make it to the start line. She was like, I, you're insane. I was like, yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. You're funny. <laughs> That is hilarious. Um, yeah, okay. So expo, we made it through the expo. Now, like your Friday night, Saturday, stay off your feet. You're not playing tourist. And if you came there to play tourist, don't. Came there for the wrong reason. Yeah, I made that mistake. My first Chicago that I ran, I ran it with a couple of friends and we were there like, I barely trained for this race. Like it was my first marathon. I didn't know what was right from left. I was like, oh, you guys like want to go ride the Ferris wheel and walk around Navy Pier and like wear cute outfits and do the tour bus. Like we did everything. And then I got to race day and I was like, I'm so tired. Right. Holy cow. Um, I've heard of people doing that. And then they just like just are exhausted by the time they get to race day, like you said. But I will say I've heard really good. Th- I've never personally done it. So I can't say from experience, but I've heard people say really good things about the Chicago riverboat tour. Um, Um, And like, if you do want to sightsee, like that's a really good option because you're just sitting on a boat, but you're able to see everything. Um, So I will say like, if that's something that you are like dead set on doing, do it smart and maybe get on a boat or a bus to see the city um, and not walking around a lot. But if you're going to do that as well, Make sure you have your carbs with you. Make sure you have electrolytes. Make sure you have water. Um, right. Yeah. And even when you go to the expo, like bring your water, bring your electrolytes, all the things, bring your snacks. Yeah. Always have snacks. Stay stripped. Exactly. Honestly, my favorite part of running. Uh, and like when it comes to Saturday, like make sure you're carb loading, staying hydrated, and then have a plan for what you're going to be eating the night before the race we also made this mistake my first race that i ran in chicago we didn't make reservations and then we ended up like having to uber like out of the city to get down olive garden and then we didn't go to bed till like 11 p.m or eat until 10 it was chaos you were in chicago and you went to an olive garden bro literally everything like it was so overwhelming (laughs) (laughs) everything was like 
booked. So like nowhere had open reservations. Like it was just madness. So like make your reservations. You that option. Yeah, but like it was so stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Make your make your reservations for sure. Um also Saturday there's usually a lot of shakeout runs. Um, so go ahead and plan in advance which one you want to do because it can be very overwhelming once you get there and you're like, you start to hear about all these events and like all these podcast recordings and all these shakeout runs and all these meetups and like you want to go do it all and you want to go see it all, but don't do it. <laughs> Just like yeah. pick a couple things max and stick to those, but plan ahead on which ones you want to do. Yeah, for sure. And like the 5k and on Saturday too, like I know people that run the 5k and they run the marathon. Like, I think it's very dependent on like you and like what your goals are. Like yeah. if you want to use the 5k as like an opportunity to do a shakeout run, I remember there was one year that I did the 5k um, and I was running the marathon, but I did it with my mom and it was her first 5k. So like, oh, it was fun. very much like for her and not for me. Um, so it wasn't like I was like going out there, like trying to PR the 5k and then like go run the race the next day. Yeah. And some people have a hard time pulling back on races, even if it is, you know, a 5k and you tell them to like, go do it easy as like a shakeout. It's like, you're in that race environment. It's really hard to pull back right. to you. I would just say, do your shakeout run on your own and maybe don't put yourself in that race environment where you're going to go out fast and tire out your legs for your a goal race. Yeah, definitely. And then like Friday night, you know, really prioritizing sleep which if you haven't yet listened to our three-part recovery theory, part two was with Shanta who gave a lot of really good tips toward the end of the episode about how to like maintain a sleep routine when you're traveling, which I thought was really, really helpful. But like Saturday night, you're probably not going to get good quality sleep. Like you're going to be so amped for race day. You're going to be stressed that you're going to miss your alarm race day morning. Like you're going to have all of these racing thoughts. So um, like prioritize sleep Thursday and Friday and then just like know that Saturday is probably not going to be your best sleep and that's sure. okay. Yeah, exactly. And use Saturday night, um, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, whatever to um, write a letter to yourself. This is honestly my favorite part about marathon running. Like I truly enjoy this part so much, but write a letter to your post-race self because I think that it really helps you visualize the race without being too hippy dippy. Cause it's hard for some people to like practice visualization if you've never done it. So it helps you to really like put yourself in tomorrow's at that time's shoes mm-hmm. uh, and get you ready for race day. And then also like if the race doesn't go the way you want it to, I promise you, if you did write this, like we need to chat, but like, you're not going to write in that letter to yourself. Like, Oh, you're a piece of trash. You're so slow. Like you're going to tell yourself that you're awesome and you're amazing. And you've trained really hard for this and all the good things about your marathon training cycle. So when you go read that post race, even if the race didn't go exactly the way you wanted, it really puts it into perspective for you. And it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh sure. This one run didn't go the way I wanted to, but I had these months prior like the fitness is not not there so take that time to write a letter to yourself and really practice some like visualization as well yeah no for sure and I think that's so important too because like you're going to be set like in such like a heightened state of emotion so you know whether race day went exactly as that you planned or not at all it's like your emotions are going to be everywhere so like writing that letter to yourself and like an almost neutral state like sure you're still going to have like a little bit of those jitters and that high and those lows and like 
I don't know. I think the most important thing that you can do Saturday is like do whatever you need to do to protect your energy and like protect your peace. Like you might be there with friends and family and spectators and feel like it's your job to like chauffeur them around and like spend time with them. And it's like this race weekend is about you. And like you can selfishly state that and say that and own that and really just be like upfront and communicating with them. Like even before race weekend starts, like, Hey, Saturday night after Saturday afternoon, after 2 PM, like you can find me in my hotel room. We have dinner reservations at this time. I'll meet you. And then like, I'm going to go back and like do my thing. And honestly, if you can like try not to like, for me, I guess it depends on like you and like how you like to get into the zone. But like, I prefer not to stay with like family who doesn't get it like staying with Aaron when we were in New York was fine because like we both put on our headphones and like we got into our own routines like I was on the floor foam rolling and she was drilling and it was like we understood each other's boundaries and like respected that but people who aren't maybe runners or have never ran a marathon they might not get that so like you have to be really clear in that communication ahead of time of like this is how I need supported please thank you that's it yeah <laughs> And even like one of my favorite things that I think about too is in New York, whenever you were going to that podcast recording and like, I was going to go with you, um, but something happened with a ticket and I was just like, you know what? Like you go, like, I need to like chill. And I just went back to the hotel and I just like laid in bed for a little bit and you're like, okay, like that's fine. But some people, like you said that you go with, like, just don't, don't get it, you know? And like that underlying understanding was really cool for, for both of us. So yeah, I totally agree. Just stay with someone who, who understands, (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. We have our routines that we have to stick with. For sure. Uh, all right, let's chat a little bit about race morning. No, we skipped the most important part of Saturday. We got wait the dinner. Flat runner. Oh shoot, flat runner. Your favorite part. Favorite part. I do love a good flat runner. I think it's so fun. <laughs> um, okay, so lay out your flat runner, and if you don't know what a flat runner is, it's where you put everything on the ground that you're wearing the next day. It helps you get ready for the morning. Yes, but like that's not the most important part. It's just really freaking cute. Um, but put everything on the ground. So you put like your little socks and your little shoes. Like your like little feet are in there, but your feet are not in there. And then you lay out your gels and all the things you're gonna wear as far as like handheld like water bottles everything you lay it out on the ground and you take out a really freaking cute picture and you post it on instagram and you never check it you only check it the morning of the race because that's when everyone's like oh my gosh i'm so proud of you you're so amazing and like that's when you need it is race morning so save it for race morning yeah i love that yeah And, and like it just helps with like eliminates like the fluster of race morning too of like running around. Do I have my safety pins? Do I have my socks? Oh no, where's my bib? Oh no. You know, so it's like, just puts everything in one place and it's just like, yeah, it's really cool. And it's, I like, that's my favorite part of race weekend is like posting that flat runner, which like one, fuck yeah, flaunt it. Like, dude, you, you're here, like you're doing it. And two, like the outpouring support of like literally from people who are strangers who are like, oh my God, I've been watching you all training cycle long, or I think it's so cool or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's just really cool to feel that camaraderie, even if people aren't with you, but like they're there supporting you virtually. So like let that support fly in um, and let yourself like really embrace it and lean into it when it comes to race morning. Um, Yeah. I would look at it, um, at night, like as I was laying in bed, like I would post my flat runner and then I would like get in bed and I would like scroll through Instagram, whatever. And I would never be able to sleep because reading the like posts that people said to me got me so freaking hype. And it was like, not even time to be hype yet. I was like, this is sleeping time. So that's when I started not checking it until race morning because it gets you too excited because you've just been waiting for so long. 
Right. Facts, man. Which like, I don't know. There's just something about race weekend. Like it's like so many highs and lows. Like I'm already so hyped for Houston and like, and literally in week two of 20. <laughs> Shoot. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you. Uh, it's just it's like, I don't know. Nothing compares, but anyways. Uh, okay. Race morning. Yeah. Race morning. Go marathon. Much less stressful than New York City marathon when it comes to getting Much to Oh my gosh. Um, I would say, so when you're at the expo, you're going to get a bib and your bib is going to have a letter and a color. Um, so your color coordinates with like the wave that you're in and your letter coordinates with the corral that you're in. I think I got that right. Um, so like, for example, you could be orange, which might be like wave two and then like your corral, like E. I don't even know if those like are right. So go look at it for yourself. Um, but then check and see on like either the Chicago Marathon app or the Chicago Marathon website what time your wave starts. So like say you're in wave two and your starts at 8.30, you need to be in the corral much before 8.30. Um, and on their website, they also have like when the corrals close. So for like the sake of this example, maybe your corral closes at 8 a.m. That means that like if you're not in your corral by 8, you're going to get pushed back to a different corral in a different wave, which means you're going to be starting your race later. So like they're pretty hard on their like deadlines and their timelines. And it's for good reasons. So that way people are like doing what they need to be doing. So that way the race can like, you know, just move on, start on like a timely manner, if you will. Um, so make sure that you know what wave you're in, what corral you're in and what time your corral closes. Um, and honestly, like for me, I like to get to the corral. Like I like to get to Grant Park at least an hour before my corral time closes at minimum, like an hour to an hour and a half is like actually what I prefer just to like scope it out, see what gate I'm going to be walking through, assess the crowd situation. And then I personally like to go and do like my shakeout run or like my little warm up run walk, um, like up and down the street in front of Grant Park. And then once you get into the corral, there's not going to be much room to move. So doing like your dynamic stretching and your warm up outside of the corral and then going into the corral and like trying to stay moving as much as possible, um, which we can unpack more of that, but what? Especially if it's chilly. Yeah. You just want to stay moving. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the weather is going to be like, but uh, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I'm the same way. I like to get there like an hour, hour and a half. And like, usually, especially for majors, like the porta potty lines are a mile long. So get there early, um, especially if, um, you know, you don't like to pee in bushes because I pee in bushes, but I don't know. Maybe that's my toxic trait. Anyways, also right across from Grant Park, I think it's the Congress Plaza Hotel. Side note, that's where all the charity runner people go and they have actual bathrooms in there. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Nice. Um, Even if you're not a charity runner, like if you, it depends what time of day you get there. Like I think like the later you get there, like it's definitely more crowded and there's like a little bit more answer air quotes security, but even years that I haven't been a charity runner, I've been able to slide in there and use the regular restrooms before going into the corral and using the porta potties. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you just want to give yourself that extra time to plan for long porta potty lines, a little bit of a shakeout run, not shakeout, but just like a warm up run, nothing yeah. crazy. Get your dynamic stretches in. 
Um, and it's also a little bit confusing. Like they do a really, really good job with like mapping out um, where you need to go. Like Michaela was saying for like your color wave and like your number wave and your letter wave or whatever it is, your corral. Um, but when you're in the moment and you're like already stressed out about running 26.2 miles, your brain's kind of not yeah. <laughs> absorbing information and figuring out like direction. So, uh, it's a little bit confusing, especially on race morning and it's like really early. So just allow yourself some extra time to allow for you to figure out the maze of race right. morning. Yeah. And like when you're going to the start line, two, three things I always bring with me is shed clothes. Like even last year when like they were predicting that it was going to be like what 80 some or 2021 was going to be like 80 plus degrees. I still brought shag clothes with me because like you never know what mother nature is going to do. And by shag clothes, I just mean like a warm layer of clothes that you can take off and just like throw on the ground, whatever you leave on the ground at the start line, they actually pick up the city picks up and donates to like a local homeless shelter. So like, it's going to a good cause. So like, I always go to Goodwill before race weekend and like, I'll pick up like an extra baggy sweatshirt, extra baggy, you know, like pants that are like easy to slide on and off without having to like take off my shoes and all of that mumbo jumbo. And then like a pair of gloves and a hat. Um, and I always just have that with me on race weekend, even if like, I don't plan on using it because you never know what race morning could do. And it's especially like if it was super cold or like windy or rainy, like you don't want to start a race with cold muscles. So like doing everything you can to stay warm. Um, so I always have my shag clothes, start line snacks and hydration, which like you should have snacks and hydration with you for the run anyways, but like bring extra for the start line. I usually will bring like a peanut butter bagel or a peanut butter sandwich. And then just like a separate water bottle. That's not what I'm planning on using for the race. Yeah, totally agree. It's a lot of stuff. I usually just bring like a little clear bag to just like throw everything in. Sometimes I'll, with like the security checkpoints, they may look through it, but to be like, bro, this is my bagel. Please don't take it. And then cry and they'll let you through. Everything like sketchy and yeah. Um, like really with any world marathon major, I feel like the start corrals are just crowded. So I even find like having like a mini band with me to like do some like a little bit of dynamic stuff while you're like in a smaller space, but like still getting those muscles activated works for me. Um, usually like you can find space to insert air quotes stretch, but like you're not going to have enough space to do like leg swings or strides or run like your space is going to be very minimal, especially the closer you get to the start line. Like everybody just like comes in. Yeah. I'm using my hands. Like people can see this, but they can't. Yeah. 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 No, especially if you're like towards the front too, because everyone wants to be right at the front and it's like, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I usually sit towards the back until we yeah. start like, actually moving and then I start. Working my way up, but yeah. And bit. like, this is the question that um, a lot of people have, like if I'm running with a friend who's in a different corral than me, can I go run with them? So like if they're in a corral ahead of you, they can come back, but you can't go up and they're going to be tricked on that. They're not going to let you slide through unless you're Aaron and like wear a white puppy coat and like cover up. But (laughs) there is some caveats, but for the most part, like people are going to be like, no, let me see your bib. And it's like, if you're supposed to be all the way back in F and you're trying to go all the way up to B, like they're not going to let that slide. Yeah. Um, So like if your friend from B wants to run with you, they have to come back to your corral. Yeah. And if you miss your corral, they'll push you back a corral. Yeah. Whatever, a wave. Good to know, like, worst case scenario, like, if you sleep through your alarm, you're not going to just, like, completely miss the race. Like, start in a later wave. So that is a nice, like, security blanket still. (laughs) 
get up on your first yeah. loop. Yes. Which you have a problem with, but you know, it's not the end of the world if you're right. not going to really miss your race unless you wake up at like noon, then they're not going to yeah. Facts. Um, and just like one thing of note, really for any race that you run on your watch, like you're going to, especially in Chicago, like you're in a city with like really tall buildings in New York, you're in a city with really tall buildings, turn off the auto lap on your watch because it's not going to be accurate. Like you're going to be probably like either way behind or way ahead. CPS is weird, man, but like you're going to lap and you're like, wait, I don't see the mile marker. So like manually lap your own watch when you hit the mile marker. Yeah. If you really need to know your split mile pace. Yeah. Um, very true. Um, or just go based off of total time. That's an option too. Like if you're not trying to go mile by mile, um, like just know what time for like your goal time that you want to finish in, mm-hmm. know what you need to be at for like the 10 K and the half when the, yeah. like certain little checkpoints, um, and just like check in with that total time. Yeah. Um, I tried to manually lap every mile and it was just like, there was much. so much happening and I was so excited about it and I would like forget to lap it. And then I was like, crap, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And then I got very overwhelmed. So, um, just know that like, that's an option too. And you can always write the times on your arm. I love a good Sharpie pre-race and I write mm-hmm. all of my like checkpoint times on my arm, yeah. um, Sharpie, just yeah. so I have that written yeah. down somewhere that I can check in with. So yeah, um, that's an option as well. Um, uh, and also pace groups are super, super helpful, especially in races like Chicago, where you're not going to get a great like GPS signal, um, especially for the first half of the race, it'll help keep you, keep you pulled back a little bit because we all know we love to go fast for like the first five miles, but really and truly you need to slow down. Yes. Uh, so pace groups really utilize those and they're completely free. You just find the, the time that you want to run with and you just follow that person holding the stick, which yeah. sounds like a really hard job. I've thought about doing it, but I don't want to hold a stick. So yeah. pacers. And the caveat too there is also like they're a human as well. So it's like, don't really rely on them, but you can use them for guidance. Um, especially like Aaron said in that first half of the race, when you tend to like go balls to the walls and like the marathon doesn't actually start until mile 20. So you're going to pay for it later. Um, which, you know, this is to be said about any race. Like you really have to harness that self-discipline in that first part of the race when like everybody is like hot out the gate rates stay high. A lot of them have probably never ran marathons before. And like, they are just booking it. And it's like, you had, you did the work for the last 18 to 20 weeks. You know, your race strategy, you know, what your body can handle, you know, your threshold for like pushing. So like, just foster that self-trust and like, know that whatever you're choosing to run is enough. <laughs> Who cares what anybody else is doing? Yeah. 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 Um, and as far as the race course goes, the Chicago marathon is so much fun. It is a freaking party the entire race. Like it is a blast. Um, there are a couple, couple spots that you go through. You probably know this better than I do four times now, um, where there's not a ton of spectators. Um, I want to say it's like mile 18, 19 ish. Yeah. Um, it's pretty quiet back on that back half of the race. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible. You'll still have some spectators, but just like be prepared to like pull out those mental tricks um, whenever you get in those later miles where there's not as many spectators. Um, And then you finally get to like the last probably like three miles, I'd say like two or three miles. It is a freaking party like the streets are aligned with people. 
Um, people are screaming at you. If you are smart and you put your name on your bib or like you taped your name to your shirt, people are screaming your name and you're like, I don't even know you, but like, I freaking love you. And I love this moment. Um, so really embrace that moment, um, of the last few miles because it's a good time. Yeah. Honestly, like my biggest piece of advice for anybody who's running Chicago, whether it's your first time or your 20th time, like lean into the crowd of Chicago, like any world marathon major that you run, which I've only ran two, but like both of them, like the crowd has been literally wild. And so like, maybe I think coach Aaron and I are a little bit different in the way that we approach this, but I personally, like when I race, I don't wear headphones at all unless like I'm in the pain cave and like, I'm at that mile, like 18 to 22 where the spectators are thin. Um, then like I'll like tap into like my high playlist just to like keep me going. But like, truly borrow the energy from the crowd you know high five the little girls and little boys who are standing on the side of the road like read the signs giggle every time you run past a band like throw your arms in the air and woo and get hype and it's like for me like that's so energetically giving when I'm on the course like even the simplest like throw my hands in the air and my face is dying but like let's go like people like get excited for you and then you get excited and it's like it's such an energy exchange so like really lean into the crowd especially that last part of the race the yeah. whole race honestly yeah, absolutely that was like my favorite part I think but yes we are we're we're different than that and that's honestly proof that like everyone's different what works for me and what works for Michaela may not work for you but you have to figure out what works for yourself as far as like right what gives you the most energy and what helps pull you out of those moments. Uh, because like she said, it's, it's different for everyone because I'm a start with headphones regardless. And then probably like mile 20, 21, I take them out and I use the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're opposite yeah. on that. Like I said, figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that last little like 0.2 miles, man, yeah. it the probably honestly I'm really excited to go and like see this hill when I'm not running because I'm going to be like oh my gosh that's literally an ant hill like it's not that serious but in the moment whenever you run it serious miles, it feels like friggin what's the tall mountain Everest oh my Everest. <laughs> um so just be prepared for that that incline and just know that like you go up the hill, you take a left and that's the finish line. Like you are so freaking close. Just keep pushing. Uh, yeah. Cause it's, it feels like Mount Everest, man. It really does. It, and it's, it's a lot, but like that last, that whole last mile, like there is not going to be a dead spot. Like there is going to be spectators covering every single inch. Um, so again, just like lean in and I'll never forget it was 2021 when we were running and um, going up the Ant Hill, Mount Everest. Mount Everest. There, there was a lot of people walking. I was like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And people were getting so pissed at me. I was like, y'all, the finish line is literally right here. I know it seems so hard and it seems so far away. And like, you're just doing your best to like keep your feet going, but like, let's go. Yeah. And it can be a shuffle. Like, yeah, it can be the slowest run that you have ever Just keep moving like yeah. just keep going yeah because uh, you're so freaking close to being a marathoner like ah Chicago I'm finisher like holy moly I could cry yeah no damn I'm so excited like I like I have them up but like I don't um like I don't know it was nice to have the summer off but I'm like dang I love Chicago like Chicago just has my heart but so you cry you climb up Mount Everest you get your finish line medal they take your photo do not 
stop your watch while you're crossing the finish line. They will get your official chip time to you, but like throw your hands up, make a funny face, get your finish line photo, get your medal, and then you have the 27th mile. Facts. The 27th mile. It is so long even though i think new york was longer as far as walking goes oh but God, like, it definitely was chicago is a long walk to find your loved one <laughs> to be like yeah. hold my stuff mm-hmm. um, so just prepare and i would say don't sit down because i did make that mistake once i sat down like right as soon as i crossed the finish line and i was like it honestly took a crane to like get me back up like <laughs> i would not not trying to move so just keep slowly walking don't sit down unless you're like really on that struggle bus, but yeah. Um, soak it all in. Soak it all in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, so yeah, you cross the finish line, you get, you give your 27th mile, they'll give you like your beer if you want it, they'll give you your snacks, all the things. And then like you walk out and you're like by a little cute little fountain and you can take photos. And then that's where like your spectator meetup is. So like fun fact, they alphabetize it. So it's like A through Z. And I think when like in your packet, it says like, go meet your spectators at the same letter of your last name or whatever. But like, if your last name starts with an A, like everybody and their mother is going to be at tent A. So like go to tent C. Yeah. <laughs> go I to know. like an uncommon, like find a letter that's not super common and then yeah. go there. <laughs> and you're probably not going to have service. So like, tell like make a game plan with like your loved ones whoever's there spectating you if anybody like what the game plan is like where you're going to meet them I remember my first day that I ran it I had a friend and her phone died like or it got to be sweaty or something and then like we had no way to contact her we didn't make a game plan and it was just like traumatizing because we're like what do we do and we're like well I guess like we'll just go back to the hotel and eventually she'll show up like (laughs) is she dead on the course I don't know like Yeah. yeah Cause like, I don't know, whatever we could, I guess we could still take the tracker. I was running. So I don't know the spectators that we were with, like, we're like tweaking out. Like, we don't know where she is. And I'm like, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so spectator meetup is there. Make a game plan. Yeah. 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 Take your photos and then hobble back to your hotel. Shower. Oh, man. That's it. It's over. <laughs> Um, yeah, holy cow, this just got me so hype. I'm Dude, I cannot wait to be there. So we ready to start figuring out what our signs are gonna say. If you have a really good sign that you like, DM us. Maybe we'll like give you a Starbucks gift card if you have a good idea. Yeah. Um, and if you want to draw it for us too, that would be really cool. We'll give you two Starbucks gift cards because we're not the most we're, not, art- we're not artistic. No, 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 no. Especially Michaela, she sucks at arts and crafts. But- um, that's payback for telling me I could be a Peloton instructor. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. LOL. Um, no, it's fun. We love, we love our arts and crafts. We love arts and crafts. We can't wait to see all of you who are running Chicago. Please like tag us on Instagram. We're flat runners. Send us your tracking info. Like we want to cheer you on. We want to support you. If you see us around the streets of Chi, like, please come say hi. Um, I'm saying it's like like a big deal, but like I really I'm so excited to meet some of our Instagram friends in real life and our podcast it's, friends. It's that's my favorite part about the Instagram running community side note is like going to these races and then meeting people that you've been talking to, just like you. Like I've been talking yeah. to months. And then it was yes. like she's not real. Like hundred percent I'm being catfish. And then it's like, oh my God, like you're actually real. Yeah. Like that's so fun. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, definitely say hello. Um 
Yeah, and we will keep you guys updated on our shakeout run info as well. So stay tuned on our Instagram page for more info with that. Sweet. Well, we'll see you in the streets of Chi. Good luck. Yes. We know running is more fun with community, and we all need more people in our lives who share that crazy kind of love for everything on the run and beyond. If you have a running bestie who you think would love this episode and our Strides for Strength community, send this episode and follow us on Instagram at Strides for Strength. Until next time, friend, keep working towards a stronger you.